like, no, no, um, I was watching your live um, a little bit ago and I was like, it's so nice to have the music in the background. Mm. Hi, Um, everybody that is here. This is my first time uh, engaging with Megan in this in this way. We've shared we've commented (laughs) on each other's content. We've shared each other's content energetically it's very obvious and i can feel it right now that it's very obvious that her and i have already met the formalities <laughs> are not needed it's, it's you know i can already feel that but um, i love it but can you feel that i mean when i first found your account or or however i stumbled i was like oh, yeah like you felt like home and cover i was like you see me you get me like Yes. So (laughs) (laughs) vice versa. It was just so it was it was it was instant. I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, Just the love and the commitment that you you put into your content and just Mm. your devotion. And I feel, you know, and correct me if you feel like I'm wrong or speaking out of place, but I feel like the commitment that we see on your content is a direct indicator of the commitment to yourself that's behind the Mm. scenes that we don't see Mm. um yeah i mean i i um (laughs) i think we can only give what we have and hold for ourselves correct and uh i practice i always say i practice the tools i teach Mm -hmm. and it's not from this surface level practice Mm -hmm. it's from like a deep inner knowing and Mm -hmm. It is, it's hard and it's rocky and it's messy. And it's like all of those pieces are what it is, right? And I think that um, in this space that we both like coexist within like the larger realm, there's like such a um, want for it to be easy and clean and just tell me what to do and I'll go do it so that I'm still good. Like I'm still in that good category. And I think like you and I are like, there's no, <laughs> there's no fast track. And if there was a fast track, you wouldn't want the fast track. It is oh, slow, oh, no. messy, uh, journey, highs, lows, non-linear, like all of those things. And like, that's what like makes it rich and brilliant. I really, really love that you shared that because um, I really love that you shared that for all of the reasons. But one of the things that really sticks out more than anything is there is no fast track it's it can feel like a slow burn you know <laughs> uh and and it can also it can, one of the things that stands out is when you guys when when people are watching our content and in our lives or just working with us one-on-one it can seem i know it can seem frustrating to the false self the egoic self and it can be like you know they want to listen they want to hear they want to absorb but it's like f this person because they think they're superior or better but that's because i i love to remind people that you're meeting us where we are now mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um you haven't seen me as a high functioning alcoholic you haven't seen me drinking Um, drinking a lot or smoking a lot of weed to suppress my emotions because I was so scared to feel because I didn't know how to feel because I wasn't raised embracing emotions. You haven't seen me in toxic relationships or seeing red flag after red flag, but still not being able to let go of a partner. You haven't seen that. So, um, but it is, so sometimes what it can do is it can make, make somebody look at our content and be like, how do I get 
that? How do I get there? And it's it's going to be the process <laughs> ultimately of of doing what we are what we do with with you guys and with ourselves, and that's meet you where the fuck you're at. So I love this. I love this. I was recently asked on a live to describe what that means, because I think sometimes and I was I was working to connect. But I'm curious, like what um, first I love your coffee mug, what how you would describe how you would describe that. And it says love you to the moon and back. Mm. (laughs) Um, I love it. You said what what does it what does it mean to meet yourself where you're at? Oh, gosh. That's like, I know, right? <laughs> when, when, this, when this question came up, I was like, Oof. it just means like to become aware that we're there, there's a gap, right? There's this like is a- beautiful. This is beautiful. I'm going to answer it one second. I want to come up to see what some of these comments are totally. and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. before I go there. Cause that's, so I deep. hijacked the combo y'all. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm glad about it. Hold on one second. Let's see morning coffee. Ch- oh, you have coffee too. Ha ha. Okay. Um, you are a big influence in mine and my children's lives. Mm. Mm. And it's mutual. You know what I'm saying? It's really mutual. And I'll never stop repeating that. It's mutual. And also rec- remember that what you see in, in, in any creator that inspires you is exactly what's in yourself. And that's why you recognize it in the first place. Um, mm. And the more you guys start to um, feel able to express yourself authentically on this app. And I'm excited to start seeing some of you guys create content and express yourselves. Um, the more that you do that, the more that you're going to be able to also enrich all of our lives as well, because I know that there's a lot from you guys that we can learn from as well. So it's very mutual. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, well, Christy, you're funny. Homeschool my girls. A mix between unschooling and Montessori. Absolutely, you really have helped me become a better person, and I just appreciate what you share. Mm. And I believe that plays a role into what I'm going to speak about now with the prompt that uh, Megan just asked. In that, um, you're already fucking amazing. It's just maybe for so long we have been unconsciously linking up with people and things that don't validate that. And so when we start to really communicate with people that see us beyond this personality, beyond the shit we've done in the past, then it can be like, oh, that person's helping me be better. But wait, I'm already fucking amazing and have been evolving divinely and beautifully the whole time. It's just that this being recognizes that and recognizes that divine evolution that's already always occurring within me in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is a way that we can meet ourselves is by, first of all, acknowledging the creators and the people, places and things that inspire you and light you up. That's a way to meet yourself because you are meeting yourself. Literally, you are meeting aspects of yourself in all of these things. And that's why it lights you up. And it can be easy for us to give all that power to that person, place or thing instead of keeping our power and recognizing, no oh, shit, this is me. <laughs> This is me outpictured. This is me that I'm perceiving as Michelle. Me, this is an aspect of me that I'm perceiving as Megan. That's why they light me up, you know? Yeah, like that invitation back to yourself because you're feeling like like magnets drawn to it to connect to it. It's like, oh, yes, like even sometimes if it's just like a little bit of like a sliver of a light that's in you, mm-hmm. that's what like comes up 
But when I flipped onto your live, I saw like the sun was shining and I was like, oh, yes, like, <laughs> I'm ready now. Can I jump on live with you? I'm so, like, I'm like, so excited that you did it. I'm so <clears throat> excited that you did it. So, and this wasn't planned. This, mm -mm. Shit is not, it, this wasn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't plan to come on here. It's just how things flowed and mm -hmm. I just, I didn't plan, you know? Um, but another thing about the meeting yourself where you're at. So similarly, similarly to seeing things that light you up and being like, damn, um, that person, place, or thing really makes me feel like a better person and recognizing that that person, place, or thing is a permission slip and is really aspects of me pushed outward. And it's really me meeting me where I'm at, but probably projecting it because I'm not so used to appreciating it within myself that I have those qualities and attributes. Similarly, when we see our children and others doing things that we're like, oh, stop, get away, leave, that's annoying, that's irritating. Similarly, we're seeing aspects of ourself and the ways in which that, so when we are, when we are, when our child is doing something that's annoying the shit out of us, it's like, it's, it's like, it's recognizing I've probably done shit like this when I was a child. I've probably done this before. It's almost like you're meeting your, you're, it's almost like you're meeting yourself where you're not at anymore. Therefore, it's an opportunity for you to love yourself where it may have been hardest to do so in the past. Right? So it's an opportunity for, it's not so much about making it look gentle. It's real and it's raw. And it's like, you are annoying the shit out of me. And I'm sure that I've annoyed the shit out of people. How would I have wanted to be treated when I was being, uh, when I was being annoying? That's how I want to treat you. Not because it's right, but because obviously it's against my inner code to treat you otherwise, or I wouldn't feel shitty when I do. That, that, mm. that, yes. Like mm. that's when, mm, mm, <laughs> I want to like it up. Everything that I just thought of, I think that that shitty feeling, that resistance that you feel, the anger you feel, like that's all of that is just like giving you a message. And sometimes we've, we've, like you said, we we're talking about earlier, we've been conditioned. We've been taught from people who didn't know how to hold that space within themselves, that that is bad, that that needs to go in timeout, that that needs to be hidden and that needs to be masked and that needs to be covered up, that that needs to be avoided. Like all of these like tactics that re release you from being exactly where you are. Like you were talking about crying earlier mm -hmm. and that space to just allow yourself to feel the privilege of feeling sad. Mm -hmm. Like give yourself the honor to, to feel, feel sadness because that's what, that's where meeting yourself where you're at. And when you can strengthen that, Ooh. then you can hold that space for someone else with dignity, with humanity and not with shame and shame. just like allowing that because it's not scary anymore. But at first it is scary because you're, tr we're, we're, when you say like feel the feelings or f allow it, it's, it's inviting you to go to a place, go to an arena that was unsafe, that was guarded by lions and dragons and pitchforks that was guarded. And so we're asking you to go there because that's like when you cross through the gate it's like beautiful in it and like and that's I, scary yes it is super scary 
And it, okay, and, and, and sometimes I do understand, um, I do understand the, the importance of sharing our stories um, in, in the sense of sometimes in these videos, I don't really share how scary it was to start to feel. So it's easy to watch these TikTok videos or these um, listen to these podcast things and all this other inspirational mm -hmm. stuff and be like, mm -hmm. it's easy to hear that and just see where someone's at now. But it can be beneficial to hear that, yes, for a long time, I did not feel shit. I didn't know how to feel. I didn't want to feel. I ran away from feeling. And, and a lot of times it wasn't even a conscious running away. It was just mm -hmm. an unconscious habit that I had of running away from feeling the feeling. Anytime I was triggered, oh shit, I got to go do something to like not feel what the fuck that was. You know what I'm defense saying? Defense up, defense up, yeah. defense up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But really, but really what is a trigger when you really look at it? It, it, it It's not somebody literally like hitting you or it's, it's, it's an immense surge of energy within us. And can you imagine for so long when we have tried to run away from it and suppress it or we have projected it every time it hit a particular threshold? Can you imagine the magic and miracles that can occur in your everyday experience if you instead devote those triggering moments to just expanding in your capacity to see how much longer can I feel this shit? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, like you feel triggered and it's like, oh, I want to flip my shit. Okay. Okay. Whatever. I'm going to try. How mm -hmm. long can I feel it? One, mm -hmm. two, three, four. And then just playing a game, making it fun. Because if we don't make this shit fun, <laughs> you know, play yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. And like looking for the opportunities, I always uh, share, like we have to look for the opportunities to practice it so that when it comes time to use it, it's a skill that's like, in our tool belt so like yes. what are ways to practice it and the other day i was painting my nails um this like green color mm -hmm. on tiktok live here um because painting nails is a sign to me that i'm like taking care of myself because i'm like oh slowing down being mindful taking and taking care of myself so i was painting them on tiktok live and it was great and i went to go get my charger and i went to go plug in my charger and i bopped one of the nails and i was like oh man and i was like I want you to know that I'm using this as a lesson, using this as a practice to feel disappointment. Yes. To feel upset. Yes. I'm going to practice allowing it to be. I'm not going to pick at it. I'm not going to change it. I'm just going to hold it until the nail polish chips away. And like I'm using this moment, sharing it here as a as a moment to feel all of these things safely. Because fingernail polish is a safe space to feel all of those feelings. And I'm like acknowledging it and looking for those times to like, let me practice it here. Let me practice it in traffic. Let me practice it at the toll booth. Let me practice it at the store parking further away. Let me practice it. Where can I practice this so that when it comes time to like where life gives you like the dip of the roller coaster that I can use it. And I think that that is, is like, mm. It's magical. It's magical. And, 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 and of course, everybody listening is completely aware that everything she just said applies to the billions of opportunities we have <laughs> each day with our kids to mm -hmm. stretch that muscle. 
And then a lot of times the mind can say, well, yeah, but what happens when I flip out? What happens when I flipped? I, I was, I heard the, the, I heard the message with Michelle and, and Megan this morning. And then I went and I'm practicing, I'm practicing, I'm practicing, I'm counting. I'm trying to see how long I can practice being with the emotion, being with it. But then I flipped out. So what am I, what do I do? Well, you I'm practice some you more, <laughs> you practice some more, but I'm also happy you flipped out. Yeah. I'm happy you flipped out because if you didn't flip out, then how would you be able to practice stretching the muscle of forgiving mm -hmm. yourself? Mm -hmm. And if we do not get good at forgiving ourselves, how can we mm -hmm. forgive our kids? Because they're going to mm -hmm. do some shit that mm -hmm. the world might not forgive them for. But can you imagine how empowering it is for them to have that safe space of their parents who will forgive them? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like those moments that we flip our shit are also magical because they are the, they are giving us those opportunities to forgive ourselves and to recognize we are worthy of forgiveness and to, to see how, how much we can stretch the muscle of getting back up. How quick, it, how long is it taking now for me to recognize that, it, that I'm worthy of going and playing my favorite song even though I flipped out a moment ago? How quick can I dance? How quick can that you're I dance? Allowed, that you're allowed to feel good and worthy through the mistake that the, mm -hmm. the act of allowing yourself to find joy within the mistake is mm -hmm. the work. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love that, that you are allowed to go turn on, that you're allowed to go take a breath, that you're allowed to go take care of yourself. Yeah, that's powerful, man. That's wild. It's wild. And, you know, uh, I didn't plan to start, you know, doing these lives um, and podcasts. They were just inspiration, inspiration that inspired me to, to start doing it. And I feel part of it's coming from just, sometimes we just get tired of watching the person instead of, you know, sometimes like the, the, the curated sometimes content that's put out. Sometimes we just want the raw one-to-one -one interaction. And I think that, that the lives allow for that. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm just grateful because, and I say that because I, I feel like for a lot of us, you, it can feel like this parenthood thing is super freaking lonely, especially when you start to deviate from the, you know, the, the way the parenting styles that majority people around you might be utilizing. It can, then it's like, okay, I'm already a parent feeling alone, but now I'm trying to parent in a way that I'm not seeing mirrored everywhere. It's like, now I'm really alone, but you're not. You're not, and um, yeah, you're not. And if the more that you continue to follow your heart, the more that you're going to continue to attract the people, places, and things that that synchronistically show you that your heart is your guide. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. I'm going to read I'm, some of these comments. But yeah. While, 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 what were you going to say? I I'm just I'm just. I think um, I think for a long time I felt like such an outsider and even I have this keychain that's a mirror. It's like a pink llama and then it's a mirror on the inside and a friend gave it to me and she said, again, I gave you this. Not only because it's pink llama, pink llamas is like a totem for me. It's like a sign. Um, so when I see a pink llama, I'm like, mm, yes, like just like a little love note. So she got me this keychain and it has a mirror in it. And she's like, I found this and it was a mirror so that it was um because that's what you are you're the mirror you're shining back the love that everybody can have and i was like but man do people want to blame the mirror and not the reflection and that's Ooh. what i think when i get 
in spaces when I watch your videos, it's like, like you were saying before, like it reflects back. And I'm like, yes, like I can hold this. Like, yes, this feels so good. This is like, just like divine love. And I'm like, can I want to take a bath in this? I'm like, wrap it up around me. And um, I think often what, what kind of that theme was coming through is like those mirrors, when you're looking for them, they are around and you are, you, you have that opportunity. Like you said before, I think Heather over on my life, she, she quoted you billions of opportunities to connect to yourself all throughout the day because everyone is that mirror and children are just mirroring those like most intimate, like the things that you don't think other people know, they know the, the things that the ways that you can do it, that you hide everyone, guess what? They know, like Megan, they, pick up on it, Megan. Like, they, they call you out and they're like, Woo! that's like, Woo! <laughs> that is so beautiful and they're like i know (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh that's so beautiful so okay so i had my daughter in 2015 but prior to giving birth to her i was already you know what i'm saying you know adi ashanti eckhart tolle i was already Mm -hmm. reading reading and, and and you know practicing these certain certain things and and it's interesting because at that time I was really, there was something within me that wanted to start going to retreats of my favorite teachers. And I just wanted that time with some of my favorite teachers to get reflections. I wanted so bad to have my teachers point out my blind spots. Hmm. And then I had my baby. And, and then <laughs> and she she's turned- like, mission understood. <laughs> yes. And then it's like, she turns two and a half. And then it's like, <laughs> you wanted reflections, you got it. What are you going to do with them? I was like, damn. <laughs> and the universe was know, like, message received and delivered. <laughs> yep. Our kids, our kids are pointing out all the stuff that deep down we want to see. And it's like, why do, you, why do we want to see that? Because what you don't see continues to control you. When you don't look at your capacity to be the victim to feel like the victim or to um when you don't look at your capacity to wallow in feeling like a victim to life and to circumstances then that victim consciousness will you we will be a slave to that and we will experience it in all areas of our lives but when we notice it and we notice how often we feel like a victim to our children because they're giving us many opportunities for us to recognize that particular pattern and we start to feel less and less of a victim and more and more empowered in parenthood, it doesn't just, that, doesn't, that breakthrough doesn't just stay in parenthood. That breakthrough mm-hmm. occurs in your relationship with your partner in your abundance and finances, it's, 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 it's energy. So it's an energetic breakthrough that affects every area. And so mm-hmm. our children are constantly pointing out certain patterns. It's not about the child. It's beyond that. Our children are giving us an opportunity to get out of this third dimension and to go up a level and to focus where it's most beneficial to focus. It's when our child triggers us, it's not about the child. It's about the pattern in that moment that we have been a slave to for a very long time that our children are helping us wake up to. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yes. it's just magical. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, an exercise. I, I have this book club, uh, a parenting book club, and the book that we're reading, which if you've never read this book, I think it would be a beautiful book for you to experience, is... Um, Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. Never heard of it. 
oh, you are going to like soak it up. Just this invitation to connect back to you, connect back to that love for you in those moments of struggle, like offering gratitude for those moments of struggle to be like, thank you, because this is a human experience and it's connecting you back to being human. And that's what I just heard you say in all of that was that the invitation to connect back to that human self as a child is inviting you to connect back to the love that you were deserving when you were two and a half and crying because you couldn't get your shoes on fast enough or you wanted to stay there. That's like an invitation back. So the exercise that we were doing in book club is to get pictures of your child self. Oh my gosh. And get pictures of your child self. Like this is me, this is me, me and my brother. This is my husband, me and our dog, my husband. Um, get these pictures of yourself and I mean, the up level to this. So get pictures of yourself and connect back to that that little girl and be like, yeah, you were screaming because you didn't, you know, maybe your balloon popped and of course you were screaming. That makes sense. You were sad. Megan. But the up level to that is to find the picture of you at the age of your child mm. and, so- and know that you were deserving then just as they're deserving now. Mm. And it's like, like this weird matrix thing happens where you like you separate and then you come back together. Yes. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> you know what's so wild? It wasn't it was within the past seven days or so that something came to me. I didn't make the TikTok about it, but something came to me and it was like, you know what? I probably my exes in my past, I probably would have been would have been a lot less of an asshole if I would have looked at their baby pictures more often. It was within the past. So it's funny that you mentioned that because this happened within the past seven days. If I would have tuned in, if if I would look at my child's baby pictures a lot more often, I'm pretty sure that, you know, there would be a lot less triggers. If my friends, if, 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 you know, if I would, if I would ask, can you send me a picture of you when you were four or five years old? Not because I'm a creep. I'd have to explain this, right? Because otherwise it seems super creepy. But can you imagine if we would really tune in to the four or five-year-old and really look at our friends, families, and partners' baby pictures more often? It's, it's, it's mind-blowing how... Imagine like, looking at your parents' baby pictures. Baby picture. What? And then they call you and you're used to arguing with them, but it's like you can't. It's like, hi, mom. <laughs> what it does to you energetically it's this is so powerful thank you for sharing that um and, and it's like why why would we want to talk to our partner our partner just pissed us off why would i want to look at their baby picture and excuse that and it's like because actually your partner looks like an adult but they are still at their essence the infant that came out of their mother's womb Society has conditioned us to believe that, oh, you're four years old. Now you're eligible for spanking, screaming, yelling. <laughs> you know, you're, you're 10. Now you're eligible for me cussing you out. You're, you're 20. Now you're eligible for me. Get out my house and don't come back. This is all, this is all conditioning based on our lack of emotional intelligence and lack of understanding that we are still worthy of the same peace, love, and holding that we were worthy of when we were one day old. And so I really love what Megan just shared here about 
um, looking at baby pictures, looking at your own baby picture, and then also looking at the baby pictures of your family and your partner, especially and your child's baby picture, so that it can just be a way in which that we can soften our energy and recognize it's safe to be soft and experience how safe it is to be soft and powerful, not weak, to be soft. Safe to be soft. Ooh. Mm -hmm. You know, um, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, this is, if I, when this is over, if I find a way to save this to my computer and MP3, it's going to go up on number three of the podcast. If you're yeah. okay with that. I, okay. Yeah. I'm okay with yeah. it. You can send it to yeah. me. I'll put it up on my podcast too. Is can it, you... is it possible to do that? <clears throat> I don't know, but we're going to find oh, out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to learn. <laughs> yeah. This is an opportunity to learn. I'm sure, I'm sure there is a way, right? This is the internet. It's 2022 the reason I feel like there's a way is because I think when I get off of the live, I think it stores it. And so if it stores it, I think there should be a way to, to download. So, so, um, that would be, that would be, that would be powerful. I just wanted to get your, your okay before I, before it's, it's on a podcast. Um, but I'm, can I'm you, huh? no, go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was saying, gonna... you, um, we have people over here. Um, I've just been so, I've been ignoring the comments. So I'm like, okay. this is for me, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, oh yeah. And that's one thing I want to share with all of you. You know, Megan just said, this is a learning moment, but not just for y'all. That's so freaking, this is like, this is she, this conversation, dude, I'm going to have to listen to it again. Like, it's so wild the to believe that the conversations and things that, we are expressing our only for others and not for ourselves. You know? I know. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to invite you to just do like a quick introduction for you so that the people who are on my live, um, the handle, Michelle's handle is your child is your guide. And I've been following Michelle for um, a few months now, maybe even close to a year. How long have you been on TikTok? I don't know. I, th I don't remember the, it's not long. Um, but you, you were one of you, I think you've been following my content since I had 200 followers. Long <laughs> yes, time. As soon as it came yeah. out, I was like, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, but an introduction, mm. mm -hmm. like who so you are, is, what is it yeah. that you do? And then why do you do what you do? Mm -hmm. Thank you. So my name is Michelle Bowen. I, um, I am a parent empowerment coach, um, a multidimensional DJ <laughs> in the sense that um, I'm constantly just playing music and dancing no matter what appears in life and in parenthood. And I mentor parents um, as they realize that it's safe for them to do the same. And I, you know, I didn't. When I was 18, 20, 21, 25, I didn't have, I didn't set this intention. I'm going to be a parent empowerment coach. And this, I didn't know that this was what was going to happen. I didn't even know that I was going to wake up in 2012 to um, um, learning about energy and listening to, you know, you know, Abraham Hicks, Wayne Dyer, and the list is super long, Paramahansa Yogananda, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't know that my heart was going to lead me in this direction, but it happened around 2012. And mm. um, then when my daughter was born, I was like, fuck, all of this expansion and growth and this spiritual awakening and this learning who I am on a deeper level beyond this body is like, what am I going to do now? I'm about to be a mom. This is going to like hinder my, 
my this is going to hinder my growth spiritually speaking this is going to set me back uh. and, then, and then my daughter was born and i recognized that it was the biggest blessing and the biggest gift and it's never stopped mm -hmm. being a gift in expanding in and as love and realizing more and more deeper levels of peace that are possible and available because our children as megan and i spoke about earlier give us opportunities to um see where we're really at not where we're trying to be to see where we're really at and to nurture that and to be with that therefore elevating beyond that because we can't elevate beyond where we are at if we're not accepting and loving ourselves where we're at and our children call us out every single trigger is a call out a loving call out for us to upgrade in our capacity to give and receive love and i started to experience this in my own child uh, parent child dynamic and I started to create um, methods for me. Again, it wasn't to write a book and it wasn't to do this work that I do. It was for me. I was like, how the hell am I gonna feel more? Like I was feeling peace before I had a child. How the hell, am, why am I not feeling peace now? <laughs> and so it was like, and it, it was like pedal to the metal. I was like, I refuse. This is not gonna be the thing that constantly throws me out my peace. I refuse. And so, um, you know, naturally we tend to look outside of us for people to help us, right? But I recognized that it was, it was, it was grind time and it was time to prioritize application over consumption. I had been consuming content and books since 2012. When my daughter was two and a half, that would have made 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. <clears throat> that would make five and a half years of total consumption. I'm talking about crazy consumption all day, all night, while I'm at work, just reading Napoleon Hill and, 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 you know, all of these, all of these, other, all these other amazing, um, Dolores Cannon. I mean, just the list goes on and on, Seth, everything and consumption. And our children are kind of saying, okay, time's up, not time's up in the sense of consuming, you're still going to follow your heart and consume the content that speaks to your heart. But can we like just take child. one moment and notice <laughs> the beautiful ray of sunshine that's coming in and like bathing you right now? Like as you're talking about it, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like when our children are born, our children are born, it's like basically they're saying, OK, you've learned a lot. Now it's time to apply or you're just going to keep reading for the rest of your freaking life. And so it's through the application that we really get to experience it because what you guys hear from Megan, me, other creators, other teachers, other doctors, et cetera, that are in this field of conscious parenting, it's all null and void if you don't get to taste it yourself. Because what I'm tasting of it and what Megan's tasting of it and what other people are tasting of it is not what you're going to taste of it. And you're worthy of tasting it in the way that you're here to this peace, this love, this unconditional love, this self-empowerment, this sovereignty, this freedom. And so, um, and so as I started to have deeper insights and realizations that, oh my gosh, we don't have to hit our kids. Oh my gosh, we can walk away. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, all of these insights. Because when you create, when you start to meditate more and when you start to um, really create more and more space in moments where you were used to fighting back, um, in that space, you receive a lot of uh, your own insights and aha moments that really aren't just for you. They're going to benefit everybody in your experience that you share it with. And so, you know, uh, a book was created 
Um, and, and then I started to realize, shit, I really enjoy holding this space and with parents. And I really enjoy the magic that comes not through me and from me, but just in a space that is created, that is facilitated with parents. And I enjoy watching the magic that occurs when you come one-to-one with a parent and you just be there with them and you have the opportunity to show them the compassion that for so long you never showed yourself. And when you get in that space, I just enjoy the magic of watching what unfolds, not because of me, but just the magic of what unfolds when a person feels held and safe and able to just be. And just the empowerment that is a result of that. Um, They don't become dependent on you. They start to realize, shit, I'm dope on my own. (laughs) And so... So to answer your question more concisely, um, mm-hmm. this wasn't planned, but it is something that's happening that I enjoy doing. And, um, and I'm no different than anyone else. We're all growing and we're all learning and we're all here to support each other in doing so. And the parent-child dynamic, I feel, is one of the dopest relationships in that it has an ability to allow you to realize deeper and deeper levels of peace that we never even could have imagined are available. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love knowing that the image that came up when you were talking about your daughter and that you had found this piece and then <clears throat> you had your daughter and the piece left two thoughts. One, this like image of a geode came to mind mm. and like the thought of like holding the geode and trying to buff the outside of the geode and like make it all shiny and pretty and like this the this is the gem and then your daughter came and like cracked you open and was like actually this is the gem like actually it's like inside of you it's been here this whole time and it took like you allowing yourself to be cracked open to like see like oh my gosh inside is all the glitter like inside is all the treasure like that vision came to mind is like, oh no, 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 baby. Like it's not the it's not the the rock that you're trying to buff. <laughs> you want to crack mm. open because the good stuff is on the inside. And then the second thought that came up while you were sharing your like story is that in that moment, we could have blamed the thing for stealing our peace. Mm. I was peaceful before you came and then you came and then it's like mm. A plus B mm. equals C. It's you. And that was, I think, one of the first things that drew me to your account was that you said, like, I'm not the victim of parenthood. And I was like, you are my people because it's not the kid. I was like, I instantly, as soon as I read that, I was like, I'm safe here. I am safe here. Yeah. Why would you be safe here? Why would you be safe here? You recognize that because if I'm holding in my consciousness that I'm the victim of my child, you won't be immune to that. I would feel, I'll easily feel like I'm the victim of you too, because the pattern is not a respecter of persons. And that is also why I feel like the parent-child dynamic has the capacity to unlock so much in our lives. Because if we are believing that we are the victims of our children's behavior, we are probably more than likely 99.9% believing that we are a victim to the government, to our partner, to our parents, to everything, to our job, what would it be like to not feel like a victim to anything anymore? To anything. To anything. Yeah. And that's um, as uh, someone who is childless in this 
in this space, that is, it, it instantly becomes an unsafe space for me in this space because I am that mirror. And I'm like, mm, nope, I'm going to call out the victimness. I'm going to invite you to hold that coal. I'm going to invite you to crack open. And yeah, I can be blamed for that. But I love and, it. I love it. You yeah. Know why and I'm like, you know, you know what, you know why I love it. You know, why I love when somebody is triggered by your expression or it's, tr- it's because the trigger is a gift. You don't, get small because somebody's triggered. No, it's good to be triggered. It's good. You know how many of my mentors and teachers triggered the shit out of me? All of them, all of the best ones, (laughs) all of the, why? Because they, 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 it wasn't personal. It's never personal. And Mm -mm. so when I'm, when my favorite teacher says something that makes me be like, well, what the fuck? I'm not listening to you for two weeks. That lets me know that they hit something in me that I need to Mm -hmm. really, really look Mm -hmm. at, but may Mm -hmm. have, may have a pattern of not looking at. And Mm -hmm. so your best friends are the ones that trigger you. So if anybody comes Mm -hmm. in your comment section or gossips about you, or is highly triggered by you, your content, Mm -hmm. your expression, Mm -hmm. it's a gift that they might not be aware of. It's a gift. It's a gift. So, yeah. Yeah. And that um, is like my own personal journey on social media in this space mm-hmm. is like trying to to um, be grateful for those gifts as well. Because I kind of fell ass backwards mm-hmm. into this. Like I did not like similar to you, like I didn't even know, you know, it, you would probably laugh like two years ago. I was with a friend and she was like, Megan, you're the most spiritual person I know. And I was like, me, I'm not spiritual. I was like, if you were to like, <laughs> if you were to like say, Megan, list yourself in 50 qualities spiritual would not be one of the top 50 and she's like what <laughs> like you what and I was like I just no I wouldn't say that as so I feel like I've been constantly pulled in this direction of like opening up mm. and it's was like it's been just confusing like that's what this whole thing has been for me it's just like confusing mm. and so connecting back into spaces that are like oh yeah okay mm. like I don't have to rationalize why I'm doing this other than like, I'm just here saying and holding up the spaces that need to be held. And I think um, as someone in this space, that mirror gets held up for me too. And so my whole work in this too has been like leaning in to like, as I'm triggering them, they're triggering me. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to hold, <laughs> I'm going to hold this Gross. trigger. Like, what does this mean for me? Yeah, I'm like, where yeah, is yeah. this up level for me? Yeah, uh, because I'm still gonna keep going. Like I can't do anything. You can't stop anyway. It's not. It's, it's not really. It's not really you. I mean, it's not. Ultimately, you can't. You couldn't yeah. stop if you. You couldn't stop if you tried. You know, I did try. I have tried before. Good luck I, with that. Yeah, I tried. Went to go like get a job. Uh, wanted to like work for Capital One. I did it like all hidden from my husband. And I came out one day and I was like, all right, love. Like I know that we've been going through it. I got a job at Capital One. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to, this is what I'm going to do. And he was like, until you work there for like, what, two weeks, get pissed off at how they treat their employees. <laughs> and then what are you going to do? <laughs> Start your own business? <laughs> he was like, love, why don't you just sit here and like navigate this, this trial? Like what? Oh my God. Like- I love your husband. What, a, what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What a, what a, what a blessing to have a partner who, who, who can sees me and say, who gets and not, me. <laughs> not just who sees you and who gets you, but also says, girl, 
Tell Capital, <laughs> what are you tell doing? Capital, yeah, tell Capital One no. You just sit here and you and you work through this and you process you and you and you create. <laughs> yeah. Magical. And so like that's yeah, magical. It's just like I, and um yeah, I just think that it is just this rehoming and reclaiming of you back to you and the people who allow that to be safe, allow you to be messy, allow you to be that geode coming back. <laughs> Someone on my comment said, my husband, Jason, was telling me to sit in that discomfort, Megan, because that's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to sit in that discomfort, yes. You come out of that discomfort new and rejuvenated, alive. Mm -hmm. Every trigger is an opportunity for us to sit in discomfort and come out anew. Um, it's like a rebirth of sorts, you know, just stretching mm -hmm. that muscle to be able to sit in that discomfort. Powerful, powerful. There are some comments here mm -hmm. as well, like um, uh, Fanny, losing control made me resent motherhood, but I've learned to let go of control and just love my babies. Losing control made me resent oh yes 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 control resentment of all illusions control resentment you know, go ahead yeah, yeah. No, no no okay i'll hit control you hit yes. resentment yeah <laughs> okay um i think one of the trippiest moments was recognizing i wasn't in control of my child <laughs> that's scary what <laughs> um like, for instance, right now, my daughter is aware that I'm in here doing what she knows mommy does. And, but she can come in here and scream and jump right now. What's stopping her? What's, what, I could have told her, don't come in the room right now. Am I really controlling her? She can come in here right now. One of the scariest moments was realizing that I have zero control over my child. That was also one of the most exciting moments when I really <laughs> accepted that. I was like, damn, we just free in here. We just free, you know? Because no one and then it goes me either. <laughs> yes, because it's, it's how are we gonna be on this journey of, of, of realizing ourselves and realizing the freedom inherent with realizing and knowing ourselves and feeling free and not free, free, free. But then it's like, stop don't do that go over there go sit down like no because in order for that control to come out of me i must then at the same time be feeling that con feeling controlled by them as well so there's no freedom there and so it's like well michelle you don't control your your kid goodbye <laughs> you know but no because when you shift when i shifted from the hierarchical you know i'm up here you're down there you have to listen to me when that's eliminated genuinely within your system, it naturally shifts to partnership. It naturally shifts to you're not mine to control. You're my partner and we're living life together. And then what's wild is your child starts to maneuver in that space with far more intelligence and wisdom and all types of, you start to see all types of shit that you couldn't see before because your ego, because there was so much defensive and offensive and fighting that there was no space to witness the brilliance of your child and the natural divinity of your child and their expression. Um, so control, 
we're not in control. And the sooner that we can come to terms with that, I think the sooner that we feel free and the sooner that we get to experience the benefits of partnership with our children. And then there's less to resent. Yeah. <laughs> Megan's going to touch on resentment. I, that is, well, I'm not done with control yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm still in control. <laughs> control was just, yes. Like, I was just like getting goosebumps because I was like, yes, yes. Because again, I think what is, is control is safety. All of those things is like safety, predictable, like A plus B equals C. Like I can follow this path. It can be replicated. I can tell someone else, oh, they're not listening to you. Oh, this is what I do. I just take it away. They're going to comply really fast. It's easy. It's easy. It's fast. It's swift. And that leads into resentment on both sides. The child begins to resent you and you begin to resent them. And then it's like, whose resentment is going to be louder? And newsflash, it's always going to be the kid. It's always going to be the kid. Because at the end, if it's, if it's a win-lose dynamic, if you're the winner, they're the loser. And then that makes you the loser. Because then you've lost your child. So what you're saying is speaking to the win-win, like finding that win-win together, because then everybody's the winner. But if you're going operating from, you're going to listen to me, I'm going to make you hear me, then you've just lost because you've lost your child. You've lost that space. You've lost that connection. So that resentment is, their resentment is always going to be louder. And this is coming from someone who spent eight years in open estrangement with her mother where I called her up when I was 22 and said, hey, I can't do this relationship anymore because this is too much. And this whole time, my whole upbringing, we were just in this constant, who's going to hear each other first until I was like, you know what? You're going to hear me because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk away. And in that moment, she lost me and I lost her. And that resentment, and I think a resentment is not talked enough about especially in parent-child. I don't think we, we, I think it's, oh, it's like, I even get this like bitter taste in my mouth. Resentment is bitter. It is so bitter because it's like a lemon. It is here to shock you and say, wake up, what is going on here? And in order to become aware and listen to that resentment, we have to be empowered to say, I can, I can hold this space. I can reclaim. I can set boundaries. I don't, I'm not the victim here. So the, the more we listen to that resentment and become friends with that resentment and say, hey, what is here for me to, to learn in this resentment? Because it's not them. It's me. What is mine? And I think that this is, um, whew, resentment is just something to just listen to, give air to. What is this here telling me? Realizing that I've been attached to so that I can like realize that I've been holding on so tight that now there's blood in my hands from holding on to it so tightly and realizing like, oh, I just need to release. And like, what, what is here? Where can I stand in that reclaiming? So I think resentment is, it is the byproduct of that control. And it is that invitation for release. But we're taught that resentment is bad and, and it's painful. And it's just like, you, 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 you. And we're not realizing that's actually an I, 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 I. I just want to share for a moment the immense gratitude in in just the coming together this morning in this way. 
and what has come through just the ridiculous gratitude for this um and second that i want to share is the resentment um, such a beautiful invitation for us to forgive mm -hmm. the thing that we are resenting um, i think a beautiful and applicable easily applicable practice for all of us parents or no parents um, that really will that really helps um, just release so much every day is before going to bed and waking up and also upon waking and then of course <laughs> many times throughout the day but for the sake of you know simplicity um, uh, and easily being easily applicable in the morning and at night for sure really just going over in your mind like who is it that I'm kind of annoyed with, irritated with, or who am I kind of resenting or who am I kind of frustrated with right now in the morning, like from what they did yesterday. Okay. And then like bringing them to your mind's eye and like hugging them. Um, mm -hmm. There's can be, there can be such a magical release that happens mm -hmm. when we do this. And then before going to bed, it's like the practice of, okay, okay. It's been a day. It's been a good day. There've been highs, there've been lows, but I don't want to be a slave to my own unforgiveness because that is what ends up happening. I don't want to mm -hmm. be because then we feel bitter and resentment and and play out those same patterns the next day. So it's like before going to bed, it's like, OK, who pissed me off? Who? Oh, uh, it was my kid. It was the five year old. And I'm still kind of annoyed. And then bringing them to your mind's eye and hugging them and just and just really taking your power back in that way, because there's so much power that we can drain unconsciously so when we cultivate these types of practices it's kind of like we're intentionally calling back a lot of our power and energy to ourselves um and it can be just i won't say too much more about that because i feel like um it'll be cool for some of you guys to practice and implement so that you can you can gain your gather your own data from the experience of doing that but it can be so powerful um, to really recall the people and things that we're feeling resentful towards and to just say, fuck it and hug it. Um, it can be very magical. And noticing, ooh, that space in me is like, I don't want to. <laughs> and then knowing like, mm, but it feels so good too, because I want that. Yes, yes. And it's it's like that thing, that thing that says, I don't want to do that. Like that thing mm -hmm. that's hearing this, that's hearing this podcast or that's hearing this TikTok mm -hmm. live, that thing that's hearing this and that says, I want to, but I'm not going to do that. It's recognizing that there are kind of two different eyes at play here. Yeah. One is the small eye that learned a lot of unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, anger, rage, and communicating in, in that communicating in that way is how we're supposed to communicate that learned that after coming out of our parents' vaginas and, you know, created this mode of operating from those lower energies. And then there's that bigger expanded eye that also does kind of want to forgive and knows that it wants to do that because it's actually beneficial for all parties involved. So it's recognizing that when you hear something that resonates with you and you want to try it in your own life, it's recognizing that it's the small eye that says, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. And recognizing that you're beyond that small eye. You've always been beyond that small eye. And that ultimately 
the more expanded you um, has the ability to do it anyways. And it's just recognizing if you feel inspired to do something, it's nine times out of 10 because it is going to benefit you, but it's gonna feel uncomfortable because it might, might not be something that you're used to doing. It's, it's not the habit. The habit might be the thing that's no longer serving you. It's natural to say, I don't want to do that. It's natural mm -hmm. to hear a lot of these TikToks and say, F that. <clears throat> I like it, but F that. Because, because ultimately, a lot of the things you're hearing on some of these TikToks can, can turn your life upside down, but in a good way. And sometimes the, the, our habits, the comfort zone we're in, um, even though we might not like it, we're used to it. But when we start to question beliefs and thoughts and when we start to forgive people that we haven't been in the habit of forgiving, when we start to walk away from our children when they're having a tantrum, when we might be used to hitting them, screaming at them or yelling at them, when we start to do all of these, to apply these things, we're stepping out into the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen next. There's something within us that says it's going to be great, but we don't know. It's the unknown. And so it's natural for us to want to stay comfortable, even if it's not the best for us. Do you want to do an exercise and, and welcome everyone to do the exercise with us to feel this right now? Let's do it. All right. I'm down. This is, this is what I do. Hold your hands, fold your hands as you normally would. And check in. What does that feel like? If you're watching, I invite you to do it too. Just so hold my hands like I normally would. And what does it feel like? Yeah. What comes up? Mm. What comes up immediately? Um, I'm holding my hands. Um, I'm holding me. Um, mm. uh, um, one. Megan's making mm -hmm. me feel real. Realize the oneness in physical real time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Um. um you might also feel like you feel it. I'm just feeling like, <laughs> why am I holding my hands? <laughs> like, this is, what it, <laughs> this is what I always do. <laughs> like, this is okay. Like, this, nothing. And mm. now I'm going to invite you. It just feels like, yeah, normal. I'm going to invite mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. to just shift the order of your fingers. So you're going to open up your hands and then just shift the fingers up. Uh huh. And then fold them back in a, in a different position. In a different position. Yeah. Now what does that feel like? It feels nice. It feels like I'm still holding my hands. Mm. Um, it feels like I'm still holding me. Um, it feels... Someone on my live is saying uncomfortable. It feels awkward. Ah. It feels confusing. Ah. <laughs> nice. You could even shift it again. Like to like not even like like shift it into another weirder space. Yeah. Like, ooh, this is unnatural. Also notice like how quickly you want to go back to how it was before. 
And that's like your body telling you like, this is different. This is weird. This is unsafe. And all we're doing is playing with our fingers. Mm. So that's how attuned your body is to sense what is different. If you're just shifting one thing, like Mm -hmm. we say it's so like easy, like just walk away, just don't yell, just find your peace. And it's like, for some, it's like their whole body alarms start going off. Mm -hmm. I do this, um, with my clients and, and for me, when I first do it, started doing this practice this is another one of those like unconscious practices that you can just practice shifting into that uncomfortable space mm-hmm. so that you can reclaim back that comfort in like saying like, well, I'm just still holding me. Yeah. My fingers are in a different position, but I'm still holding me. Yes. And so I think that that's, what's magical is that uh-huh. at some, at some point, you know, it all, for all of us, it starts with, it being very hard and very difficult and very weird and very uncomfortable. But eventually the more that you keep playing with it and it doesn't have to take long, just your commitment. No. Eventually, no matter the, no matter how you hold, no matter how you hold your hands, no matter what you're doing, you're like, I'm, you know, you just just, feel comfort. mm -hmm. And, and then that's, that's That's what someone just said. I feel like her Mm -hmm. comfort in her hand switch speaks to her work in alignment that you're safe within yourself, no matter what I could have said, put your hands on your head and you've been like, all right, cool. I'm still holding me. I'm still loving on me. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I really wanted to make sure I kind of felt that too, but it's like, but, but it's like, um, I, I still, I I guess that's why it felt to come through that there was a point in time where I would have done this and been like, Oh, what is happening? What is happening? What is this? Yeah. Right. Um, for me, when I first started so we just doing this, keep on doing it. We keep on going. I could literally, I felt like I was swallowing back the vomit in my throat. Like my whole throat closed up and I was like, whoop, nope. And I would, I would go right on back. I would just go, nope, this feels, this is, this is safety. And like, oh my gosh, I love what you just mentioned. No, finish what you were going to no. say. No, and just say? like, oh that space of like mm. when I would be in an uncomfortable position and then I would literally coach myself through it. You're safe. You're fine. You're sitting in a chair. You're talking to myself. You're holding your hands. Mm. You are okay here. This does mm. feel different. This feels weird. Oh my gosh. You want to throw up right now. Oh my gosh. You want to stop talking. Oh my gosh. You're like, man, you're on a TikTok live talking to this group in front of so many people. Why are you doing that? That's so weird. Shut up. Shut up. What are you doing? Oh, it's okay. You're safe. You're all right. I love where you have, I love where you have just taken this conversation. So what I feel that the parent child dynamic is really opening up with a lot of us is authentic expression Mm. and our ability to express ourselves authentically. I love where you just said how you would coach yourself and talk to yourself because it's, because it's like so often we can be triggered by our children and we feel like we have to keep it in. But what if that's also an opportunity for us to learn how to communicate effectively, calmly and peacefully and let them know what's happening in real time? If they can handle being hit, being screamed at and being yelled at, they can handle me saying mommy is triggered right now. A trigger is when we feel, you know, um, tight and tense and our heart feels closed because of something that's happening outside of us. It's not your fault but mommy feels triggered right now by something that just happened. And I just need a moment to just relax for a moment. If they can handle, if my child can handle me hitting them, screaming at them, yelling at them, blaming them, shaming them, they damn sure can handle our authentic expression. And for a lot of us, 
parenthood is that gateway to us opening up and being able to communicate authentically uninhibited and to learn how to communicate in a way that we may not have been communicated with as children and so um, I just really really love what you just shared about the coaching yourself talking to yourself in those moments because I feel like it's a very pivotal um, exercise for all of us to talk to ourselves to coach ourselves in real time and then to also open up to expressing how we're feeling and what we're moving through without the shame or the blame towards the child in those moments. Um, how magical for our children to get that data and to realize, oh shit, mom is moving through something. I, I've told somebody before that if I would have been spoken to, um, like if, if I would have gotten the spankings with the belt as a child, but also been told what you're moving through, I don't know if I would have been that mad about the spankings. <laughs> Oftentimes we can get hit and scream that and we don't know what's going on. We're, we're new to this world. I just came out your womb five, six years ago and I'm getting hit. I'm getting screamed at. But can you at least explain what's happening? So I feel like a lot of because these triggers. Because those five, six-year-olds, they're just making it up. And guess what? They're like, they're still in fantasy land. So it could be anything. And it makes sense mm -hmm. that it's me. It makes sense that, that's, that I did that. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that what you just shared was that like that like literally took the wind out of me was like if if i don't know even know if i can say it if kids can handle being spanked and yelled at if they can handle that if they're still loving you if they're still holding on to you if they're like still that was powerful if if they can still live with that you and still idolize that you then imagine what they would do if you were able to show your vulnerability to them and like that that like shift of like what was comfortable was the yelling the hitting the smacking the berating the shaming the lesser than the control of that's like sitting with this like hand you're like okay uh-huh like i don't like it but it, it's like yeah it's what i know and like what you want me to coach through myself through it that's like oh that's one that's one finger shifted you want me to share that with my, oh my gosh, that's two fingers shifted. And now this feels like so, nope, weird, bad. This isn't working. This is bad. I'm going to go back to, okay, yelling, spanking. All right, this still feels, but no, I mean, I don't, I don't think I was, I don't think that that was so bad. And like go, shitting, shifting those fingers back. And like, again, like knowing that that's like when I hear people say like, it doesn't work or parenting like this or I would never, or this, like all that resistance to it is that, we're just saying like, actually, it's okay to shift your fingers. And actually, this is safe. And actually, you're okay feeling all those things because what was comfortable wasn't wasn't serving you any longer. What was comfortable wasn't serving them any longer. And you don't want your child to be comfortable in hitting, spanking, yelling, berating. And this reminds me of a client. Um, she's part of my uh, program. She came a couple weeks ago and she was like, her son was kind of navigating through things with her, with his peers on the playground. And there are these girls and they're kind of teasing him. And he said, my body, my choice, like I'm walking away. And she said, um, you know, is it, it's weird. Like, I wonder if he's like not, not connecting to his peers because he's been, she's been working with me for three years now, just constantly evolving. And she's like, I wonder if like, is this a disservice essentially? Um, like now he's not able to connect to his peers. And I said, would you rather, is it weird that he is saying my body, my choice, I'm walking away? Or is it weird that they're not? 
And like, which would you, what is the weird that you want? Mm. Because what, what you, is the weird that you want? Like he's, you've put down these tools. He's picked up these tools and he feels confident to go use these t- tools with his peers. Mm. And like, he's the weird one now because he's saying my body, my choice, I'm willing to walk away. Mm. And like, Maybe. it's, it should be, it should be cause for alarm that like the other kids don't even understand, don't even have awareness of that tool. Don't even have awareness that that's an option like what and and she was like no I mean no I definitely don't want him to go back and I'm like okay well then like empower him celebrate him because he's picking up the tools that you work so hard to practice Mm -mm -mm. and 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 use he's feeling it and using it like like leveled up you've leveled up because (laughs) tool has been acquired (laughs) why might we feel out of sorts when the child is utilizing such a tool of walking away in those moments. Mm. And a lot of times it can be because that trigger, our child walking away and, and distancing themselves from peers that they can feel intuitively are not benefiting their growth and just where they're at and their joy and their peace. Sometimes that reflection from our children can trigger us because it's showing us a pattern that we are currently holding of not being the weird that benefits us. So one of the methods that I usually have the parents that I work with do after about a couple weeks of working with me is micro dosing meditation. And what that can look like is doing <laughs> 30. Shrooms are cool, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but micro dosing meditation where we start bit by bit with, you know, 30 seconds throughout the day, two or three times a day, a minute to two minutes. And sometimes some of the parents can come back and be like, my kid was looking at me like I was weird when I got, when I went and did my two minutes. And it's just recognizing, you know, it's empowering to choose the weird you want because there's not creating that space. There's not doing those things that bring you peace and bring you joy that might look weird to others. And instead doing things that's more commonly seen like getting irritated, annoyed, frustrated, screaming that I need space, but not giving it to myself, all of these things that look normal, right? So I love what you said about choose the weird that you want. And quite often when we see our children navigating these energetic spaces on the playground and and naturally leaving the kids that don't feel good to be around, and it's like the mind can say, oh no, something's wrong. No, 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 You're, this is weird. You need to, you need to, no. This is, this is like, this is a beautiful reflection of what's possible for us. It's, mm-hmm. it's possible for us to, to no longer do the things that have not been serving, that to no longer do the things that are no longer serving us, even if it looks weird. We might be at the family function and everybody in our family might be used to screaming, yelling and hitting their kids. So when our child does something that triggers us because we're around all those family members that you know, are totally okay with and support screaming, yelling, and hitting your kids in those moments, it might look a little weird to say, Johnny, Joe, Trisha, come here. Let's sit and talk about this. Let's breathe. Let's go outside for a walk a little bit and, and, and just be with each other. You know, doing all that might seem super weird, 
but choose the weird you want because mm -hmm. screaming, yelling and hitting your children, even though it might be something that all of us may have done in the past, one day that might look weird to you. Mm -hmm. choose, choose the weird you want, you know? It's safe mm -hmm. to choose the weird you want. It's time, one of my friends did a, did a post recently on YouTube or something and they said, it's bring on the cringe. And I just loved it. Cause I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's totally time to bring on the cringe to, to, be, to, to really not care about what anyone thinks about how you're parenting and to just follow your heart, no matter what that looks like. This was the card I pulled yesterday. I don't know, is it backwards for you? It says, uh, I, is it backwards? It is, but I, it is, but I can still read it. I'm committed to bringing forth my greatness. I will no longer play small. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still had it on my desk, just looking at it. Just like, ooh, ooh, this invitation, like commit to your greatness, commit to you being great. No longer play small. And I feel like as soon as that, as soon as that, I will no longer play small. It's like, it calls in like the recalibration. Oh my goodness. Michelle, um, I have, thank you for letting me come on and talk and meet and share and be with. Thank you. And, and to all of you guys who, um, <laughs> who are these amazing comments and just being here, being here, your presence, your energy, your commitment. Um, all of this is, is just, it's just magical and I'm grateful that you guys were here to, to experience and share this with us. I'm honored and grateful and I'm going to enjoy listening to this and I plan to um, put this conversation uh, on the Your Child is Your Guide podcast, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. Um, if TikTok allows me to download it, um, which it better. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I really enjoyed this conversation. And Megan, I want to thank you for what you're doing in the world and just for being you and also grateful that in this lifetime we came together and that and that TikTok was created so that that could happen. I know. That was like one of the comments you left first was like, I'm glad we found each other. And I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah. That was a long time ago. It was but so it, long, it, but it was like, yes. I was like, you, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I just felt like linking arms. I'm like, yes, it felt good. It felt like home. It felt like, mm -hmm. yeah, safe. Yes. And yeah. That's totally your energy. And I think I've said that before on your post, your energy. And I, and I bet the, the viewers on your page and the people who watch your content all the time, I'm sure they can attest to this, but your energy has always felt like, like hot chocolate and like a mm. fireplace and like like an amazing comfortable blanket with like your favorite um your Adi Ashanti Eckhart Tolle and your Abraham <laughs> Hicks books by the you know that's oh. the energy that you're that you're that I feel like yeah you're true that is a, tr beautiful. a true a, a true honor to hear um at least that's the energy that I feel. But sometimes I think that it can feel like eating rocks too. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you're you're also you're also hearing me say this no, from I know. from you know from I'm like, you okay, know if, <laughs> if if I would have if if I would have uh, you know uh, 
somebody commented on my on one of my posts and was like, can you tell me where you were 10 years ago? And and so it's funny that you said the eating rocks. I'm pretty sure if I listened to your content, content. 10 12 15 years ago and i was listening to the content you put out now it'd be it'd be feel like daggers <laughs> but in the best way right all of us that are listening to this whether it's on a podcast tiktok live or just listening to the tiktoks themselves um even though it might feel like eating rocks it's 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 like there's something within you that wants it, that wants to hear what's being said. So it's I'm, so like, I'm like, how about we just try? Let's just it's try so a pebble beautiful. first. Let's just try a pebble first. But but you can eat this rock. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I am so grateful mm. for this and so yeah. grateful that this is how we're all starting our morning. And um, thank you. I'm sending you guys tons of love. Tons of love. Thank you guys for everybody who came on and thank you, Megan. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for holding last night and this morning. I was like, Ooh, this feels so good. Mm -hmm. yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate you as well. I'm sending all of y'all tons of love. Bye guys. <laughs>